Golden Deer Productions. Golden Deer. Oh, oh, wait, was that not it? Hey, enter, just you forgot to enter. Hey, everybody. This is Connor Holloway, aka Big Bochi. And listen, man, I got that ADHD brain. So it's going to be very tough for me to keep staring at the camera the whole time because we got a lot going on here. Also, I'm going to just shut the old ESPN off so I can focus. But yeah, that's one thing. Just so you guys know, sitting down for me is actually very hard. Sitting down and collecting my thoughts is very hard because I got that space brain. I have that ADHD brain. And so I operate much more effectively when I'm on my feet. So I've been doing this for you guys, sitting down and talking to people. After about an hour, I'm like, whoa, where's my brain going sometimes? But nonetheless, I'm back with another solo episode. And it's important to preface that I very rarely understand the impact of stuff we're doing in the city. And I very rarely understand the impact that the podcast has on people. Honestly, even in the biggest episodes, people like getting good information. They like being entertained. I actually love being in host mode where I can entertain the guest and I can keep it moving because I like being the center of attention. And that's just what I like. But after we dropped the solo episode last time, I had never gotten a better response on an episode. Quite honestly, people saying that that really helped them. People who wanted to start their own company, their own brand, people who are a small business owner in the city. I had never gotten a response like that. And as much as I want the show to be the biggest in the city, and I want to grow it to be huge, and I want to grow a massive brand, and I want to do all these huge projects, what I've realized over the past three, four months is I would much rather just know I'm having a direct impact on people and helping them. And it sounds so corny and so cheesy, but you guys got to realize on a money tip, the podcast the brand makes money, but the podcast doesn't make money. It hasn't made money for two years. I've been doing this every week for two years and I've figured out a way to do it. Keeping the finances in check. That's a whole nother podcast. But if I was just doing it for the bag, we would have stopped a long time ago, but I want to show people like, wow, Look, this dude kept his head down for so long and hustled and worked so hard, no matter what anyone else thought. And look, look what it grew into. And I've been a little more vocal about where I want to take things, but it was wicked refreshing hearing from all these people saying that this really helped them. And so again, I don't always want to be the fully honest in episodes like this and vulnerable Don't expect it to be a frequent occurrence, but I know this is helping people out. And so I want to come through with some more value for everybody. And listen, what would be huge is if you guys get any sort of value from the episode, please just share it with someone that you think will enjoy it or could gain something from it or gain something from GDP and what we're building. Please. Just do the word to mouth. That's how these things actually grow is when you know someone's actually coming through for you. You know, someone's working really hard to make some stuff happen for other people. That would be huge. Thank you, man. And I promise I'm going to keep working hard. 
So with that being said, for all the hustlers out there, I just, I got, I have my notes here. So I'm going to be checking my notes. But what I think is wicked interesting is when people ask me if I drink or smoke and I say no, and they're shocked. I have not gone out outside of my Golden Deer Productions events in the last two years on a Friday night or a Saturday night. Maybe there's a couple occasions in there, but I don't go to bars. I don't go to clubs because if you're a real psycho like me, and I know you're out there, if you're a real psycho like me, you are competitive as hell and you wake up and you're like, okay, Saturday and Sunday, I'm going to put in the work because I know nobody else is working. And so I got to wake up on point Saturday and Sunday. I know you're out there. So I haven't gone out on a Friday or Saturday night in over two years since we came to the city from PC. The truth. And what my Friday nights traditionally look like is how I reward myself is I've been big into cooking recently. Obviously the crucifix program, which we'll talk about moving forward is I'll hook it up with a fat meal for myself with something I've never made before. And then I'll watch UFC reruns. That's literally the last two years. I swear to God, there's no joke with that. And it is boring, but there's a part of me that's just like, yo, I have to hustle through these years these first two, three years to get this thing going. And I got to be fully committed and all the way there. As future says, he goes, it's a full-time job trying to stay on point. It's the truth. If you're building your own thing, you know, you know that you got to keep your mind sharp and your body sharp at all times because you're the last line of defense, man. Like there's a, you have a lot of responsibility. You got to make sure you're always on. And so there are times where I'm like, damn, you know, I wake up on Saturdays mornings, 6 a.m., 5 a.m. And I look at Snapchats. I'm like, damn, that looks like a lot of fun, man. I'm a social dude. I would love to be out socializing with these people. But the last two years, I just felt like, dude, I got to I got to try to make it happen, man. I got to be fully committed. I have to be all the way in. And it can being on point consumes a ton of energy. And so I know this. So this is just a message for the Friday night squad out there. I feel you. I'm with you, man. I know what it's like. And I know it's wicked hard to be social at our age or in your 20s if you don't drink or smoke. I get it. I'm totally on the same page as you. I understand. But sometimes when your goals are the most important thing to you, you got to come through with those sacrifices, man. That's just the way I feel about it. But for everybody who needs to wake up on a Saturday morning to go work, to go hustle, I feel you. I feel you. I'm here, man. Connor Hallway is here. I get it. I totally, totally get it. So I'm thinking about starting the GDP Friday Dinner Club. You know what I'm saying? Send me a, a meal that you hook up for yourself on a Friday night when everyone else is partying and boozing. Send me a pic of that thing. I'll send. I'll start a little Instagram page so everybody can look at it. And so that's point one. Just that's what my Friday nights have looked like. It's just important to get that out there. The growth is steady, and a lot of people would be like, "Dude, you guys are small." Like. 
I can't believe you you've made these sacrifices to grow even this much. And I'm like, dude, I know, but I'm still crazy enough to be here to keep it going. I get it. I, I want to fully commit to carving the life out for myself that I want at this age. That's just where I'm at. Talking soul on the mic, man. Talking soul on the mic. So I asked the GDP producers, I said, all right, what, what are the things you guys want me to talk about? How can I come through with some value? And our producer, Lexi, is doing a great job, by the way. She said, which guest has taught you the most? And what are your thoughts on certain guests? So again, I'm never going to turn this into TMZ. I don't, I'll never get into the rumors or my thoughts. If I have negative thoughts on guests or anything like that, I just, I'll never be that guy. Don't want to do it. But the guest I learned from the most was probably about a year ago when I ran with Sharon Smith, the Duncan's queen, man. For those who don't know, I don't know what episode it is. It's probably around a hundred or like, it's probably anywhere from like 90 to 110, somewhere in that range. Sharon manages the Duncans at Fresh Pond. And she also now has franchised and general manages a ton of locations around Boston and in Florida. And she bakes donuts for 15 years overnight. And I was like, you baked donuts for 15 years. In that 15-year period, like, what are you thinking? Why are you doing what you're doing? She goes, I just, I wanted to be somebody. I wanted to be successful. And I pretty much knew that I didn't have all the tools everybody else did. But if I just kept hammering it, I'd get there. And I was like, that's grit. 15 years of bacon at Dunks? Like, what? That is insane. And so what I learned from her is, you know, I think about the people who were interacting with her over those 15 years. They're probably like, she's never going to leave bacon donuts her whole life. But all along, she was just stuck in her own head. And she was like, I really just don't give a fuck what anybody else thinks. I'm just going to lock in in my own head and I'm going to get there eventually. And so that allowed me to think much longer term with everything. I still got that short term patience problem. I want everything right now. But she had a she didn't have a timeline on her vision. She was like, I'm just going to get there eventually. And that's kind of where I've shifted my mindset is I'm going to get where I want to go eventually. And I'm going to make smarter decisions in the meantime. With that being said, though, on this whole patience thing, not it, dog, not it. This whole waiting around thing, not it. I like moving. I like shaking. I like going out and seeing people. I like saying, what's up? The whole wait around to make stuff happen not fun. Don't want to do it anymore. That's just the truth. Sorry to be a hypocrite, but, uh, but Sharon definitely helped me visualize that long term more. If she could commit to 15 years, I can commit to at least another two years of just hustling, hustling, hustling. I'm, and I'm great. I want it to also be known. I'm grateful for every guest we've had on the show. Honestly, I learn a little bit from everybody that we've had up. But that's that. 
That's some of the somber stuff, man. I hope that was some value. Let's just do a little rewind. Point one, I know for all the psychos out there, this message will reach you. I know what it's like standing on Friday and Saturday nights. I know I'm with you, man. I'm working hard every day to make it happen too. I feel you. And shouts out to Sharon Smith for being a sweet guest. I'd love for you guys to go listen to that episode. Okay. Now listen, I am very, very locked in on the crucifix program right now. And if we weren't making a movie right now, I would be all the way balls to the walls trying to develop this product more and more and more and tweak it as much as I can to come through with a really sweet program for everybody. The rough draft is finished. I do want to drop it, but over the past like four or five weeks, some stuff has come up that I want to add to it. I want the rollout to be right, but I just want it to be known. I hit 3% body fat on an in scan, which is pretty insane. And I've been sitting at sub 10% body fat now for three years. And I'm really psychotic when it comes to diet and nutrition now. And I've also started running. Bochi Bolt, baby. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But. What I realized is like, damn, the amount of people that reach out to me about like, yo, how do you like getting, stay in good shape and get in good shape? I'm thinking like, dude, there are so many fitness guys out there. Like, why don't you go to them? But then I'm thinking like, no, all these dudes are, they're leaving out key components to this whole thing. There are tons of little tips and secrets that they are leaving out. Mind you, I'm also drug free and supplement free for the most part. I did start doing a little pea protein and I do do some vitamins, but people are amazed at how to stay in shape year round and like also be able to eat stuff you want and not totally blow your bag on a gazillion dollars worth of groceries. So I'm definitely dropping the crucifix program. And if you're listening to this and you want to listen, I'm not going to tell you how to be healthy, but I will tell you how to be hot. That's a factoid. If you're listening to this and you want to get hot and you're fully all in, you're not on some soft shit. And this is for girls too, because we got Brandy on the program right now and she's doing a killer job. If you want a guidebook on how to get hot, how to eat clean for cheap, and you're fully all in committed, there's no doubt in your mind. You're like, all right, I'm going to listen to this dude for like, I could do it for 60 days and your willingness. To, it's not going to be easy. You're going to suffer. That's just, that's the way it works. You've got to be a masochist. You've got to go through that pain. Hit me in the DM if you're interested, because I'm, I'm thinking about laying this out. Anybody interested? I'm going to, we're going to develop the program and then we're going to keep a little tight community. I'm going to work with you guys individually on getting everybody hot. I can help you out. I know what it's like. Dude, I used to be that Pillsbury Doughboy, baby. Honestly, after my surgery, I'll show you the before and after. You're going to be like, yo, what the fuck? I know what it's like wanting to look hot and the confidence that comes with it. Totally get it. 
But all these dudes in on online and fitness are like, oh my God, it's gonna be easy if you do this and this and this. No, no, that is not the case. But with that being said, I'm gonna give you a little free game today for everyone trying to get hot. So listen, calories in versus calories out is the game. You gotta eat less than your body burns. And one way to do that, eat less and make it manageable is eat less meals. Some people fast, some people don't. I fast like a maniac. But between meals, sometimes people like to snack. Holler, I feel you. You got to cut the snacking though. You have to cut the snacking. You got to cut it. And now how you're going to do that? You're going to go to a convenience store. You're going to rile up all the change in your car. And then you're going to say, hey, man, this is the guy behind the counter at the convenience store. You say, hey, man, big dog, I want a pack of gum, right? I go with the Trident. They're not plugging this. They're not promoing this. You chew the gum in between the meals. This will help curb your appetite and it will also help you defeat any desire you have for like an oral fixation to be chewing on something or eating something. It will hold you between meals one and two. So after you eat that first meal, you're like, oh my God, I want to eat a little more. Just toss the gum in. Gum is five calories per stick. I do three pieces. That's 15 calories. And if you chew for about an hour, surprisingly, you burn about six calories. So nine calories between meals one and two. And it curbs your appetite. And you know, here's some more free game. I wasn't even going to give this guy. I wasn't going to give this to you guys. But here's some more free game. So you got your gum, right? You're curbing your appetite between meal one and two. What if you have no gum? Bro, brush those teeth. Brush your teeth. Don't swallow the toothpaste, but brush your teeth. That will curb your appetite between meals one and two and prevent you from snacking. Or you could do mouthwash. Mouthwash will help a lot too. Honestly. Both those things will help you curb your appetite. I'd do the gum because it's more long lasting, but try all those things. In between meals one and two, drink a lot of water, seltzer. I would personally recommend you go with that polar orange vanilla seltzer because it is crack. It is unbelievable. It is so good. It tastes like a creamsicle. Again, they're not, they're not paying for this. They're not plugging this. And obviously black coffee. Damn, I love talking about diet. Honestly, I'm, we might have to start up a whole fitness podcast. I can't wait to drop the crucifix program. That's crazy. Wow. I'm glad we just figured this out. Thanks for listening, guys. Got through all the soft shit. And now we're talking cool stuff. Awesome. So that's point three. Point four is an update on the film. So I have to be fully honest with everybody. I've always had this goal in my head to make a huge movie in Boston. 
It's always been my goal. And I'm at this point where we're about to go do it. And I'm like, but my goals have kind of changed. That's not all I want. I want to stand for a lot more. And I don't think it's going to be that fun doing this. Just quite honestly, I don't. I'm not like fully driven by passion by the project. It's the truth. And I'm just documenting this, to be honest with you guys. We've put in a ton of work on it and been very invested. And I've worked on it every single day. But I don't like the idea of being bound down by any project. But this summer, I realized, yo, the re- where the growth is with all of this stuff is going to be getting through kind of the shitty stuff. It's the truth. I'm a really good producer. I'm really good at wearing a lot of hats at once. Honestly, I'm a much better producer than I am host. And what I'm, what I've seen, I've shifted my perspective to keep it going. Even though, again, I'm not fully, fully pumped about it right now. I probably will be after we're done filming is the fact that it's a massive challenge and nobody else wants to do it. So I'm going to be the one to do it. That's what's driving me right now. And another thing that's driving me is my relationship with my bestie Bix. This is one thing we set out to go do. He's put a ton of time into it. He's believed in me for the last however long. And we got to finish it for us. That's the truth, man. And it feels really good to say. I don't like being bound down by content. I want to work with an awesome editor so I can go shoot this and I can give it to the editor and the editor can be like, all right, let me take this for a couple months. Let me look at this. But that's the truth. And um, I'm trying my best. We're, we're having some production hurdles right now with a specific bit about the film. But all the off-site locations are locked down and dates are locked down. That was very fun going out and finding sets. Very fun. And we're going to give all the sets a big shout out when we do this. And it's been fun. I've loved connecting all these people we've had on the show and actually getting them involved with it. It's been sweet. Producing a film is a challenge. It is a grind because again, you got to wear a bunch of different hats. I'm in the film, obviously I'm acting in it and I'm pretty much directing it. Even though Frankie films is going to take over for the most part. And Jack is going to be an eye behind the camera. But I'm wearing every single hat with this. And it's a challenge. You got to negotiate. You got to sell. You got to figure out what's going to be best for the audience. You got to get the right pieces involved. And so all I ask for you guys is when we launch this, just show up in theaters, man. Just show up to the theater and come watch it. Bring your friends. Bring the kids. Just know that I was hustling out of my mom's condo to make this happen. That's the truth, man. You guys are with me. You feel me. So listen, with that being said, the podcast during this time is going to be shifted to the research squad. I said girls and B. Let's just shift the podcast to documenting what potential train wreck this film might be. You guys are young Barbara Walters, young Nancy Drew, Sarah Slugs, and B. You guys take it over. You develop the episode content. You figure out what's going to be coolest to watch. And then 
just capture it, interview us, be on set. And so we got a meeting tonight. They're going to go over what they want to do with the show. But I think it's going to be pretty cool. We're going to do a lot of behind the scenes stuff, which is going to be awesome. I want to produce this quick though. So I want to get back to that brand building. I want to produce this quick. I got to find an editor. If you guys know a really fresh film editor in Boston or even in New England, let me know. They got to be dope. They have to be dope. And also, I got to make a quick pitch to the sponsors. So we have about four or five sponsors on the film right now. And I'm selling product placement within the movie. So I'm saying to all these businesses, and that's what I've been doing the past like week, week and a half. I'm saying to all these businesses, listen, how many times has someone came to you and offered you an appearance in a film? Never. Will your business ever get another shot? No. And I'm offering you two pre-rolled podcast ads on the biggest podcast in Boston. Yes, sir, I am. So with that being said, if there are any local businesses, big, small, that you think actually physically want to get their product in the movie. So for instance, let's say Poland Springs hits me up, right? They're like, all right, big Bochy, we want to be in the movie. I'm going to say, dude, fine. No problem. We'll have one of our characters literally drinking the water like this. In a scene. Brand exposed in everything. All you guys got to do is cut that check to GDP. I'll work you in and I'll work you as an executive producer. And I'll give you two pre-rolled podcast ads. So shouts out to our sponsors right now. We got some more coming. But that's what we're doing. So please, we would love for you to get involved. You guys know me now. You guys know me. How you guys feeling about the solo episode? Honestly, I feel like we're picking up steam now. I feel like we're picking up steam. Okay. Did this last time with Chain Evolution. Point number five is a, a business shout out from Boston. Dude, I gave it a LinkedIn shout out already, but I love getting that, that grocery haul market basket, honestly, with the working peeps, baby. Those low prices, baby. I love testing out new protein bars. They're like desserts to me on the Crucifix program, protein bars with good macros. We'll talk about macros later in the next fitness podcast. But I tried this protein bar the other day called the Wicked Protein Bar. And I was like, all right, here's some dude who's making them play on being Boston, wicked, blah, 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 whatever. We'll give it a try. But I did realize it was a Boston-based company. And trust me. As you guys know, there are so many protein bars out there. It's insane. It's like, how do you differentiate yourself? So I tried the old Wicked Protein Bar. Smacking, smacking. Bomb. I had that jalapeno bar, bomb. Tossed it in the micro, got it heated up. Put a little bit of that PB2 on it. Bomb. Macros, bomb. The guy's named Josh Eichel. I don't know you, man. But I love the concept. And it was really good. Tasted great. I did one in the micro with the PB2. And I put one in the freezer. Bomb. 
Give those wicked protein bars a try. I snagged my at Market Basket, but I think he's got a bunch of other. He's in a bunch of other retailers. On IG, I think it's Wicked Protein or Wicked Protein Bar. Give those a try. I'm, I'm giving free love to everybody today, baby. I feel great. So in conclusion, I feel good about how we, we ended it. I don't like to be that somber dude, as you guys know. But I wanted to come through with that value. And I wanted you guys to know that even though I like keeping that GDP smile on my face, that nope, this is a grind every day is a grind but when you evaluate five months six months you look back you're like whoa i'm making progress i'm devoting every hour of every day and damn i'm making some progress and one day i'm gonna be the big boss and you guys know it we're all tuned in now all the cards are on the table and i also want to say one more thing when this brand does get wicked big my hashtag name glows up after all these years of working. There are very few things that anybody could hold against me. It's a truth. I've been honest. I've lived my life with tons of integrity. But there is one thing that I think might happen. As a freshman in college in McDermott, I roamed the, ha- the halls in my dorm without clothes on frequently. So there's definitely videos out there of me running through the halls naked. I'm a little more alpha now. I'm a little more masculine, but there is a video of me doing a 360 naked in the halls. Always been an entertainer, man. You know the drilly. So dude, in total, I hope you guys enjoyed this. It's fun when we start locking in and we start ramping up. This is the solo dole episode podcast too. Please share it with a friend. If you get any value, whether it was that small business shout out, the film update, the crucifix program tips, what my Friday nights look like and the biggest guest, please give us a follow. You guys are great. All love. Let's keep hustling. Let's keep working hard. It's your boy, Big Bochy. You guys can just call me Connor Hallway. You can call me Connor. That's fine. You don't have to call me Big Bochy. It's okay. All right. I'll love you. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.